You're listening to DraftKings Network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We specialize in die-cast metal miniature gun models that you didn't know you've been looking for. Called Goat Guns. Ah, yes, Goat. They are the greatest of all time gun models you can display on your desk. Buy, build, and collect them. We offer a 90-day return policy if you don't love yours. Start your collection at GoatGuns.com. God bless football, Billy Gill. God bless football, Mikey A. God bless football, Stugatz. Well, Mikey A, the Jets season got underway last night, and the big story is how fat Darrell Revis is. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and Joe Klecko almost tripping over his own shoe. I mean, <laughs> they opened up a few buffets on Revis Island, huh? It's terrible. <laughs> you all you can eat. He's as big as an island now. I mean, that's not nice. I know it's awful. It's an island I want to visit now. Oh, uh, Billy, was it nice to have football back? Just watching football. It wasn't competitive football. It wasn't good football. None of those guys will play the regular season. But it was football. There, there was football yesterday. I did feel bad. We were talking Stugatz before you came on. It was kind of a weird decision they made because they gave Darrell <laughs> Rivas about 45 seconds of time for an interview. Like they started out with Rondé Barber. He had like a nice 15 minute interview going in, everything that it meant to him, whatever, right? Then they had Joe Thomas come in and Joe Thomas did his thing and he had like another 10, 15 minutes or whatever, right? And then with a minute and 15 seconds left in the first half or something, like, oh, we want to welcome in Darrell Rivas now. And I'm like, wait, what? Like, how much time are we giving Darrell Rivas? And he, did, he didn't even make it to halftime before they wrapped up the segment. Then they scored a touchdown during his drive where he was like, it was like one of the nicer questions that they asked him where he could actually talk. And the Browns score a touchdown. They quoted Urban Dictionary when talking about Revis Island for him. Melissa Stark was like, Urban Dictionary says a Revis Island is blah, blah, blah. Do you agree with this? It was like, it was a strange kind of sequence that happened with Darrell Revis. And the poor guy, everyone's just saying that he's gained a lot of weight. Which, by the way, yeah. if I ever retire, which I'm not sure that I'll be able to retire in this industry. But if I ever retire, well, actually, in this industry, I'll probably be retired. And then I'm going to have to figure out exactly a backup plan and what am I going right. to do the rest of my life. But... Mm-hmm. Should I ever reach retirement on my terms? I want to look like that in retirement. You know what I mean? You want to gain weight. 
yeah, what the hell do I want to look like Jason Taylor for in retirement? What's the point of that? You know what I mean? Like, why right. am I going to retire from being a professional athlete to continue being a professional athlete and waking up and going to the gym and working out my entire life? No, thank you. So does that mean I'm going to do the Joe Thomas retirement where I'm going to go from being the big guy to being like, that guy played offensive line? Like, maybe I'll do that way and you could go the other way. That's fine. I'm fine with that. <laughs> Sounds what like lane a lot am of I taking the Tom Brady lane? Just never retiring. <laughs> Did you see he bought a soccer team this week? Like, can you just go a week without doing anything? Take a week no. off just from no. whatever. What from buying stuff? From just being Tom Brady and being in the news. Just take a week off, buddy. You know what right. I mean? We don't need yeah. to talk about you constantly. And this no, whole it's... soccer team. Th- enough. What's enough the with enough with athletes buying soccer teams. Okay. Why? Like, we get it. Ryan Reynolds did it. It's jumped the shark already? It really has. Ryan Reynolds did it, and then his soccer team took off, and they got a show, and it was like a whole thing. And, like, now every Tom, Dick, and Harry around town is buying minority (laughs) stakes in soccer teams, and I'm getting sick and tired of it. uh, Uh, Put that on the poll, please. Is every Tom, Dick, and Harry buying themselves a soccer team, please? (laughs) At first, it was the the pickleball thing, and everyone's a pickleball team owner. Now everyone's buying minority stakes in soccer teams. Like, enough's enough already, okay? like lie. Right. We get it. Yeah. You're rich, Tom Brady. You can buy minority stakes in every team around town. We got it. But I think what you're what you're railing against is crazes. Like you don't like the craze. Like when things start, you know, picking up steam, where everything because you know, people are trying to copycat each other. Like pickleball. Everyone played pickleball. It came. It went. It's gone. I haven't heard about pickleball since you just brought it up just now. But you don't like crazes, is what you're saying. Is it gone? Is pickleball done? I mean, people are still playing it, but the craze is kind of. You know, the wave is over, you know, starting yeah. to settle down. <laughs> I guess. Well, do they have an off season? Do they have a season? I don't know how it I works. I still haven't. I'll get to pickleball when everyone else has left pickleball and the courts are empty and then I can right. have fun. You know what I mean? Like, I'm yeah. still like in my racquetball phase where like right. there's just around town in certain areas that just giant abandoned monuments of the racquetball walls that exist at public parks. And like the problem is, is that because it was like, a fad and a craze in like the 80s or whatever it was, right? Like that's the last time a lot of these courts were cared for. So there's like potholes in them and stuff like that. So you can't really play in them. But mm-hmm. I'll yeah. get to pickleball eventually. How about okay. this? Here's my commitment to pickleball. If I get to said retirement, that's when I'll pick it up, which is who pickleball was intended for, by the way, the retirees. And it is a damn shame that everybody has come and taken away the activity of the retirees. I don't like it one bit. Right. So you'll what get are, to it on your terms, is what you're saying. What are we talking about? There was football yesterday. How did we end up here? Uh, well, because Darrell Rivas has not stopped Revis eating since he stopped playing football. <laughs> By the way, I will tell you this. Jason Taylor, okay? Billy, I don't think he's still going to the gym. I think that just comes natural to Jason Taylor. Impossible. I'm serious. It's impossible. He Dude, come on, Billy. Billy, he's like 6'4". He's just one of those like physical freaks of nature you know you know what annoys me and i don't know this as a fact but i'm just gonna assume that it's a fact so go with me on this mm-hmm. i'm sure jason taylor wakes up some days and he's like oh i'm in horrible shape and it's just like you know what shut the hell up just <laughs> shut, shut up. up just shut up shut up do I have to go down that road with you? What if he never wakes up and says that to himself? He wakes up and he's, I'm sure he looks in the mirror and he tells his wife, you know what? Oh, God, I used to be in so much better shape. I can't believe it. And it's like, just shut up, Jason Taylor. Starts pitching his tummy. Yeah. He's like, oh, I'm so fat. Like, okay, got it. Got like it. this. Like yeah. this. <laughs> Enough.
that neat, like, like with this. the tweezers like oh yeah God, uh, you know what billy i am with you jason taylor enough like stop doing the thing that we're not certain that you actually do yeah. <laughs> we get it you're perfect you're in a pr- incredible shape okay like enough it's a great take by you can i ask you a question because i was taking yeah. notes during the game yesterday because i knew yeah please do because i have it. a question for mikey about zach wilson but i want your questions first well no let's talk about the actual game because my questions are martha stewart related well, so I was just like, Mikey, I think what we saw – okay, I want to get to those quickly. I want your questions. No, 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 no. I do too, and I'll get to them quickly. But just to give the audience and us something, okay? <laughs> some football talk, um, what you wanted to see out of that Jet game last night is exactly what you saw. You wanted to see – because in the event that Aaron Rodgers goes down, you would like to know that Zach Wilson has improved slightly – and it seemed just by last night, I know it's preseason game number one, Hall of Fame game, I get it, Mikey A, but he looked pretty good. And here's what I love the most about it. Zach Wilson finally has a big pass play, and the guy getting credit is Aaron Rodgers for making the play call. <laughs> he looked he looked good in three series when when they threw one long pass. Like, come on. Right. Like all the all my friends are texting me. Oh, Zach Wilson looks great. Sue got saw Zach Wilson. No, he didn't. He right. he had a nice throw that Aaron Rodgers told him to do. I know, but Mikey, why are you rooting against him? Yeah. Like, why, like we need him to be okay if in the event Aaron Rodgers no, gets hurt. Mikey's, Mikey's we be moved pulling on. for him. Mikey's right. moved, I, I am think, on this train and I'm not getting off. I think he's a Tim Boyle guy now. I got to be honest. Oh, with really? You. <laughs> Strebler. Strebler. Oh, Lord, he's not Strebler. Even the roster. <laughs> One one for seven yeah. for nine yards. That you, and you're criticizing the guy who went three of five. <laughs> you're an he ass, sucks. man. Can I tell you my favorite quote from last night? Oh, wait. Before we move on from Zach Wilson, let me ask you guys a question. How yeah. do you feel about Aaron Rodgers posting a happy birthday little bro thing for Zach Wilson? Do you think Zach Wilson likes it? Because I do not think that he <laughs> likes Aaron Rodgers calling him little brother. And, and... I don't know if you guys made it to the third quarter, but Aaron Rodgers was talking what? to the booth for the third quarter. And in the conversation, he was talking. It was, oh, I couldn't believe it what was being said. In the conversation, he was talking about how much he loves the role of being a mentor. And it was always something that he's taken seriously in his career. And he said <laughs> it throughout his career to all the quarterbacks underneath him. And I was like, Hold on a second. That's not how I remember things. <laughs> All the jet quarterbacks underneath him, he's done that. <laughs> Who laughed the hardest at that? Jordan no, Love? <laughs> no, they all, they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, he's, sure. he's treating this New York thing, the way they've described it, like he was in prison in Green yeah. Bay. They're like, well, he, was, he goes I mean. to Broadway shows. He went to see Taylor Swift. He went to see Ed Sheeran. He's having yeah. a great time. And when it really clicked for him was when he was in Madison Square Garden and he saw Spike Lee and Martha Stewart. And then he knew that he was in the right places. Like, wait, what? Like, what are we doing? I do it here? for me. <laughs> but Billy, he's seen the sun. And that's important. He never saw that in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Can I tell you real quick my quote of the day yesterday? Because you have a quote of the day? Wow, I have a quote exciting. of the day, yeah. Wow. Do you still have questions? or It was what? from Chris Collinsworth, the quote of the day. There are some people who play really well in shorts and some people who play really well in pads on. And that's the reason these preseason games are so important. <laughs> he's right. What is that? Yeah. <laughs> what does it mean? Football's back. Don't know, but he's right. <laughs> We're saying things that don't make sense. Billy's right. Football's back. A lot's changed over the years. 
One thing that hasn't, the great taste of Miller Lite. Another thing that hasn't changed is that it's less filling. So what is the best thing about the original light beer? Miller Lite sparked this debate in 1975 and we still haven't settled it. Oh, 1975, what a time. We're a couple years removed from landing on the moon. I bet in the next three to five years, we're going to have someone on Mars. And what is this, a personal computer? Oh, this is so complicated. Thankfully, Miller Lite keeps it simple. Undebatable quality. Great taste, only 96 calories. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and is less filling. Tastes like Miller Time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com GBF. Or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. Fewer cows and carbs and premium regular beer. Mikey A, he's back. Finally. He's so I mean, back. he's been back. I'm not there, but he yeah. is back. Billy Gill is back. I know less work for you. When do you, uh, when does your world tour stop, if I may ask? Never. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I kind of like the way my career is going. I like where it's I've working arrived, out. Where I'm just kind of bouncing around and doing different things. Yeah. yeah. It's great for you, not so much for others, I would say. Like? Like everyone. <laughs> Like everyone that has to plan around the fact <laughs> that you may never be around. So, Billy, while you were gone, he asked me if I missed you. And the way I described it was he is just emanating chaos constantly from his being. And there's this Mount Everest of chaos. And I didn't realize how much of that you filtered before it got to me until you weren't there to filter it. And I missed you terribly. Well, you know what's funny about that? Um and like this is kind of going behind the curtain or whatever right is that like that's kind of the reputation that i have been given like on the show or whatever is like i'm just like this chaotic person that likes making things more difficult than they have to and all this stuff and i'm like i I just kind of appreciate the way you describe that situation (laughs) (laughs) he cleans up the chaos is that what he he filters it I, I, mean. would, I would put myself, and no one is going to care about these rankings, but I would put myself like more on the responsible than chaotic side behind the scenes. Are you saying of our crew, and you're talking about the entire Levitard show crew, that you feel like you are the most responsible of everyone in that room? Not most responsible. I would say, though, if there was a line, I would be closer to the responsible side right. than others that would be more towards the ah let's have fun side you know what i mean <laughs> yes. we'll figure it out side right you know? yes uh you're a tier one responsibility guy oh, <laughs> oh tears, tears. <laughs> <laughs> what took so long to someone for someone to write an article to ask a bunch of coaches and gms for their quarterback tiers what took someone so long and why was that person not me well, Seriously. I mean, some, someone did do tier talk, but it was Chris Sims. So then it was like, oh, yeah, well, right. let's, yeah. you know, get a yeah, real turn. Those, those are his tiers. Those exactly aren't like right. from, yeah. from other sources. We're having Mike Sando on. He's from The Athletic. He actually took tier talk to a whole new level. Okay. <laughs> like this is, this is crazy what he's, what he's done, but it's August. And it's the perfect time to talk about quarterback tiers, okay? And this guy has narrowed it down. I don't know if I agree with his tiers. Uh, I think his and Sims's list are are pretty different, aren't they? 
Um, so I have his list in front of me, and I have Chris Sims's list in front of me at the same time. So, okay. I mean, the top of the lists are similar enough. The thing, though, with Chris Sims's list is it's his top 40 quarterbacks, right? And his right. tiers all have these cute names that Mikey before had asked him about. And it was basically just like he came up with the top 40 and then they tried to assign names to like every bunch of like two or three people in here. You know what I mean? So like, yeah, his his tiers are like there's one that just says the robot. Like, that's not a tier. That's just the nickname, I guess, that he gave Justin Herbert. And it's not it doesn't even mm. say the robot. It just says duh, and then a little robot emoji then there's a tier that says still uh and then a goat emoji and a question mark and that's for aaron Rodgers. but again that's not a tier where mike sando who's right. going to be coming on later has actual four tiers and then he has all of his quarterbacks assigned to a tier hmm so you're saying sims you're saying sims got a little cute with his tiers right I'm saying that I think that maybe, maybe not Sims, maybe the people that uh, handle Sims or whatever was like, you know what, the whole top 40 quarterback thing played out. How do we spice things up a little? Let's give them cutesy-wootsy nicknames for these different little groupings of players, and that's what they did. Where Mike Sando is all business, and he said, you know what, 30 QBs, I'm going to put them all in tiers. And I know you're, you're probably thinking, well, there's 32. But for some reason, the list that I see only has 30. So I don't know if the, the last two that remain are in tier five or if we just did 30 for some reason. Well, maybe they have no idea who the Texans quarterback is going to be, you know? Mm, I don't want to reveal his tiers, so. Okay. <laughs> really? You don't want to? <laughs> We're going to talk to him about his tiers in a minute, though. I mean, You know what's long gone? Long gone are the days of the tease. You know what I mean? Because in the time that yeah. I said that, a person now has gone on the internet and already found the list. So I can't really say, like, I don't want to reveal the list because you can just find it yourself. It's the same thing as, like, SportsCenter, where SportsCenter before was like, oh, crap, I missed the highlights of the Pirates versus the, you know, Cardinals or whatever. I need to now wait 60 minutes until that's going to come back on again. Like, what happened? Where now I'm just like, I'll check on my phone and have it in two seconds and have all the information. Do you have your own tears, Billy? Uh, I don't yet. I should probably start working on that, right? Yeah, I think it well, And should we give Sando names for his tears, even though we're mocking Sims for doing something a little too cutesy-wootsy, you know? Should we ask Sando if he wants us to name his tiers? Because we can do it. Yeah, we could, right? Sims didn't like when I when I asked him about that, though. If he tiered them based on finding a cute name for it, he did not like when I asked him about that. Well, yeah. well that's just his general dislike of you and Billy and me. I mean, really, is what, what it is. He's he just seems, annoyed by us. He seems, he seems a little easy to rattle. Chris Sims, yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> For you. No yes. wonder it didn't work out. No wonder it didn't work out in the NFL. Oh, my wow. God. Jeez. Say it to him when he's here, okay? Say no, that. I wouldn't do that. <laughs> you wouldn't do we're, that. Right? We're, we're, Sims and I are in a good place since Zach Wilson got benched. Are you wasn't, really? it, wasn't his spleen the reason why it didn't work out in the NFL? Yeah, that's yeah they removed it. <laughs> oh, can I can I give you guys a spoiler alert? I feel like I tell oh, two oh people. I'm too honest with, with some things, and I tell people too much that I shouldn't tell people, but whatever. I feel like we're all talking amongst friends, so I just kind of sometimes mm -hmm. say things. Uh, have you guys seen that viral clip that comes out every year, and it'll come out soon, where it is John Gruden giving Chris Sims like a complicated play call and he keeps botching it and he can't get the name right for the play call. Yes. Have you seen that, Stugatz? I have seen mm -hmm. it, yeah. So uh, there was discussion here, and again, I probably shouldn't be saying this, but whatever, we're already here. 
There is discussion here that there may be an opportunity next week uh, for two of us to take part in a competition uh, with an NFL team that will be in the area. And we will be competing and we will be given by the head coach complicated plays, 10 complicated plays, one at a time. And we'll be competing with each other to see who can remember the play the best and who gets points for how many names they have come up with in the the play that's given to us, which I was asked if I wanted to participate in. And I said, yeah, I'm down to do that. But then I was immediately thinking like, this is going to go very poorly for me because I can't remember anything. Just remember, Billy, say it with confidence. Doesn't yeah. matter if you say it wrong. Say it with confidence. Well, the game is nailing it, so I do have to nail it. But I'll, no, I will no. say it with confidence. No, no, no. Billy said on the front end that he has to nail it, that you have to remember what the coach. Yeah. That's the point of it. What do you mean say it with confidence? You can't say just, it with confidence. You got to say it correctly is what Billy is saying. Nah. <laughs> okay. Well, I like I in the like huddle. They way. don't care. Yeah. In the huddle. Right. They don't care. Okay. Wait, Billy, I'm in on this. Know. Like, like, can you tell me the team? You're not going to reveal the team. I'm looking at the Dolphins preseason schedule. Can you tell me what team it is and what well, is it? I think that I think that it's still in the works, so I don't want to say it just in case it's not finalized. But I just it's the same thing that Chris Sims had to do, except this is going to be just to kind of embarrass a couple of us, I think, because I'm going to I'm going to botch it. I already know that if I do it. The Falcons. (laughs) I can't imagine Arthur Smith wanting to do a part of that, but we'll see. So Arthur Smith is going to feed us. If it is indeed the Falcons, that's all I'm saying. If it is, okay, we're speculating, wild speculation here. But if indeed it is the Atlanta Falcons, so Arthur Smith is going to feed us a bunch of complicated play calls, and we have to nail it. Is that what you're saying? Because I am in on this. This is a fun idea. I'm going to lose, but I'm in. I mean, uh, well, that if you want, I can toss your name into the into the ring here to see if you will be one of the people that will be participating in this. Do you want to be one of the people? You can throw my name in. Where do we have to go? Like, uh, well, I, I think that they're having a. Uh, again, I'm not confirming anything, but I think that they're having a uh, one of those like shared practice things with the Dolphins for a couple days. Oh, okay, and right. uh, you know, I, I was as shocked whoever. as you were to find out that whoever it is 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 going to go along with this. I was very surprised to hear that. I thought we were sitting. Where, where down did for- this? I- I thought we were sitting down for an interview with this person, but then it was like, you want right. to do this game with this person? I'm like, ah, how do you have access to this person to make this happen? And right. then I was just told like, ah, Carolina person. So you already know it was Taylor. Taylor was putting this together. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's Carolina connection, man, is like serious. Like they all take care of each other. Mikey, I would assume that this is not something you would come down to for, right? Like this is not it's not attractive enough for you to come down. You wouldn't come down to a Super Bowl that did not involve the Jets. You're not coming down for this, right? You paying? No, I'm not no. I then no, I'm not coming down. <laughs> it's totally fair. Uh all right, so we're gonna talk tears. <laughs> Quarterback tears with Mike Sando, who finally wrote the article that I should have written 10 years ago. But he has done it. He has talked to coaches. He has talked to GMs. He has his tiers. We'll discuss it with him next. Stu Gatz here for my friends over at DraftKings. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action. At DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, with same-game parlays, live betting, odds boost, and so much more. Don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you are new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers, bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. I love bonus bets. Who doesn't? 
The conference semifinals have some great matchups. You have the Knicks and Pacers in the East. You have the Nuggets and T-Wolves in the West. Oh, it is just getting good. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code LAF. That's code LAF for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. We're very excited about this. Mike Sando, NFL senior writer for The Athletic. He did an article that has swept the nation because it's August and we've all been waiting for quarterback tiers, the official quarterback tiers. Mike, I am jealous. You should be celebrated for doing this. (laughs) I am jealous that I didn't do this myself about 10 years ago. I know it really has grown. I, this is the tenth year of doing it, and I, uh, you know, it started out as kind of a project to figure out what, uh, you know, how people in the league view the quarterbacks. I think at that time, you know, I was I was working at ESPN at the time, and I was really into like the stats of the position. And ESPN had like launched total QBR, and I was really in with all the all the analytics people. They were trying to figure out is you know the statistical part of it and. It really spawned into this, and uh, I've just learned so much. It's really a fun thing to do and get the different perspectives. And sometimes the perspectives say as much about the voters as they do about the quarterbacks, but it's all part of the fun. Uh, Just for our audience, if you wouldn't mind explaining how you went about creating your tiers. Who'd you talk to? How many people did you talk to? Yeah, so it's I've capped it at 50. We're not doing any more than 50, but this year there's eight uh, GMs, 10 head coaches, 15 coordinators, 10 other kind of front office personnel type people that are not GMs, and then a handful of uh, different coaches all in the NFL. And And I'll take all the veteran quarterbacks. We don't put rookies in. You can't project the rookies. It's too hard. But we'll, we'll take this year there's 30 veteran quarterbacks, and I'll ask each one of these people individually, confidentially, uh, to place each quarterback into tiers. And tier one is for the guys who can kind of carry their team every week and don't really have a hole in their game. And importantly, they need to be really proficient in pure passing situations. And that means when the run game doesn't really help you, right? It's hardest on a quarterback when you got to throw the ball. They know you got to throw the ball. Who can handle that? So you think of Pat Mahomes, Joe Burrow, now Josh Allen. Obviously, over the years, Aaron Rodgers, Justin Herbert made that. Tier twos, guys who can kind of do that some of the time, but maybe there's a hole in their game. Uh, you know, maybe they're just not quite as quite to that level or need to prove it another year. So this year, like Jalen Hurts got to the very top of tier two. He got, I think, 10 tier one votes out of the 50. But I think a lot of people say, oh, Great job. Let's see you do it another year before you're officially in that club. Tier three is kind of, you know, good guy, good quarterback, probably going to make a lot of money. Uh, but Jimmy G, you know, that type of a quarterback at certain times, maybe a Kirk Cousins where uh, they're going to be good, but they are dependent more on what's around them. You know, they, maybe they need a good defense and a run game. You're going to win with them. You strip those things away. It may the wheels may come off right uh, for those guys more than they would for the guys in the top couple tiers. Tier four is really a catch-all. You haven't played enough, Brock Purdy. I'm not gonna. We're not gonna put you up there with a guy who's played five years. You're a tier four, uh, or it could be, hey, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, we love you, but we're gonna put you in tier four because you're not really. 
uh, in the top three tiers. We wouldn't necessarily want to go the whole year with you as our starter. And and that's the tiers. At the end, I take all the votes for everybody and I average them. So Pat Mahomes is a 1.00, 50 out of 50. Uh, put him there. You know, Aaron Rodgers has been that before. This year, he's 30 in tier one, 20 in tier two. So there's a little debate, right, mm. where he's at in his career. And right. uh, it's fun. Yeah. Mike, I'm wondering in the 10 years you've done this, who's sort of been the most polarizing quarterback? Guys that were listed in tier five and tier one in the same year. Uh, so, like, well, this year, Deshaun Watson got votes in four different tiers because what the heck is he? He looked like he was terrible last year. Before that, he was great. He's somewhere in between. I think the hardest guys, though, to understand and the, the ones that we really struggle and debate the most are are the guys who can carry their teams, but they kind of do it more as a runner than a passer. And there's some passing deficiencies that maybe cap how far they're going to go in the playoffs and really – stop them a lot of times from getting into tier one. So I think over the years, Cam Newton's a great example. Like Cam Newton was their whole offense. How do you not put Cam Newton in tier one? But as we saw many times throughout his career, you can take away the run part. There's going to be situations in games where running is just not even something you can do. And how well are you going to be able to throw your team to success? Lamar Jackson, another one in recent years who, uh, you know, climbed right up to the verge of tier one. And now they're going to change that offense in Baltimore, give him some weapons. Hopefully he, you know, flourishes more as a passer and then he'll be in there. But we, we always come into that type of a debate for the sort of dual threat guy who isn't the best passer, but really does carry his team. I don't want to uh, belittle what it is that you do and, and in any way make you feel like it's less than Madden ratings. But have <laughs> any players come up to you and complained about where they are ranked the way that some players will complain about their Madden rankings? Uh, no, but I have i don't think complained, but I've discussed it with some of them, you know, mm. uh, a couple times over the years. Really a highlight was I... Uh, a few years ago, uh, Philip Rivers, who I, I mean, I've met Philip Rivers twice. I don't even really know him, but um, he was doing some sort of uh, interview with the beat reporters down there. And he made some kind of a reference to Sando's tears. Like, I better watch out. I'm going to be slipping in Sando's tears. That was actually kind of a highlight for me um, to have him have, him, have an awareness of it. Oh, it was, it was great. My kids, you know, my kids, I, I showed it to my kids. I was, you know, we got a kick out of it, you know, because they're always like, Dad, do these players even, do, do the people in the league even know really who you are? You know, they have no idea, like, how all of this stuff works. So when Rivers <laughs> mentioned the tears, I was like, I've got that clip somewhere. It was like. Awesome. Yeah, he's a he's a he's a good dude, you know. But it, it was it was pretty funny. And then maybe next year is a Your little. Kid never higher. thought you were cooler than when Rivers mentioned the tears. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. The kids are like, Dad, would the, would they know your name? Like they, they, you know, they don't know how how it all works. So um, it, it was really fun when Rivers did it. That Rivers had an awareness of it, and it was he was kind of having fun with it, you know. Um, that was that was pretty cool. But I think what Billy was trying to ask there was, did that move up Philip Rivers? The fact yeah, next that he acknowledged year. your tears. Did you then well, next year take care of Philip Rivers? Can you be bought you is the I question. Mean. Yeah, exactly. No, cannot be bought. Yeah. You know, uh, but <laughs> Why? You know, I sweat. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, so everyone has their price, right? Uh, five million bucks, you know, we can get you up. No, uh, no. The funny thing is, though, like, I do sweat a little bit the votes because, you know, even though it's not me, 
like if someone has a complete outlier thing, like like last year, one voter put Mahomes in tier two, and that's like all people wanted to talk about. I'm like, it's one guy. I mean, you're going to talk to 50 people. You're going to get someone who's off or a little, you know, you wouldn't agree with them. But this year, Pat Mahomes was 50 out of 50 in tier one. So that was wonderful. And then I kind of liked that Burrow got one tier two vote, even though I think he's clearly a tier one quarterback. Because Mahomes should be like the number one guy, right? It should be Mahomes within tier one. There's Mahomes, and then there's other guys who, if they were just a little bit better, could be Mahomes too. Did that voter get asked back after he put Mahomes in tier two mm. next year? Like, do you like he's hey, back? You're you're out nope. next year. I brought him back. I brought him back, and I was a little nervous. Guy likes to stir the pot. But, I like it. But it's like, hey, you got to be able to explain yourself. Like, I'll give you an example. Kyler Murray got one tier one vote. You know, I'm like. Really, Kyler Murray? And what? But the guy, the guy had an interesting explanation, and I liked that. I used it in there. He said, "Look, this team, when he was healthy, this team in Arizona was in the playoffs for one reason. You can't name another reason they were in there. It wasn't their coaching staff. It wasn't their defense. It wasn't their run games. Because this guy made plays all over the field to win the games. I'm like, all right, you're the only guy. But I, I appreciate your perspective." Really, he should be a two or a three, but your point is not invalid, the, his justification for it. He just had an outlier vote, and that's the way it goes. Do you give your voters any parameters that they have to follow, like there need to be X number of tier one, tier two, tier three, tier four guys, or it's just like they'll send you their list in whatever tiers they've decided? Yeah, I, I give them the definition for the tiers, and some and so guys will sometimes say, you know, they'll try to be sort of the letter of that. They might say, you know what, this guy would be a one, but the by the definition of the tiers requiring that peer pass component, I'm going to give him a two. And so, like, I'm just looking at the ballots here. I think the fewest number of tier ones on any ballot was uh, two. A couple guys only had two. Like, one guy had only Mahomes and Burrow. The guy who didn't do Burrow, I think, had Mahomes and Josh Allen. So you might have anywhere from two to maybe six or seven somebody might have six seven uh tier oneers uh on a, oh here's one one two three four five so yeah seven i would say seven is probably the most this year that that anybody did how many tier one votes did lamar jackson get i'm shocked that lamar jackson is not a tier one quarterback yeah so lamar jackson got eight in tier one uh uh this year and he really kept his value like i thought last year wasn't a great year for him i mean if you wanted to doc uh jackson that could have happened after last year he stayed really stable um and i think this year is going to be really big for him because they're going to give him more of a chance to throw the ball and if he does really well at that i think he's going right into tier one and how about jalen hurts it was just one year is that why he's not a tier one guy yet he's right on the cusp of it he's he's top of tier two but why not like like that guy no one did more for his team than jalen hurts did for the eagles last year yeah so like when jalen hurts first came into this thing and he'd hardly played i think he was 30th overall and then he played pretty well he went to 20th and this year a huge jump to six uh where he got 10 tier one votes um definitely there is a we want to see it again. That happened to Josh Allen a couple of years ago. Like he went right to the top of tier two and then he backed it up and he was there. I think when you look at the Eagles, though, you would say, um, you know, sometimes the situations these guys are in can really help or hurt them. And when you probably have the best offensive line, you know, maybe the best wide receivers, great job scheming, all those guys on the coaching staff got head coaching jobs. You're a top 10 defense. You're not really 
you know, putting it on the quarterback's shoulders in the fourth quarter, two minute situations to win it, maybe a little more exposure to that, I think just shifts him right in. I think that this is a snapshot in time of his rise, and it'll probably happen next year if he has another good year. I have not discussed this with Billy, but I know he's upset that Tua is a tier three quarterback. Oh, he's yeah. Tier, at the very least, he should be tier Tua. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So bad joke (laughs) you can make a case though you can definitely make case i mean certainly part of this is being able to be on the field too so i think that i think his durability probably costs him half a tier or it would just be my guess quarter Mm -hmm. of a tier something like that uh because that's a part of the job and i think the guys who have the best feel for the position and know how to play the position are out there every week uh and they're they're, they're, concussions you can't control that you can control it by not getting slammed down to the ground and having a, a great feel for the game. I mean, I don't know how many times Brady did. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, there's a there's a bunch of quarterbacks like Philip Rivers who can't move better than you and me. Who the pockets for them? They stand in there all day and they get rid of it and they hold up. So yeah, he's had bad luck. There's no doubt with the injuries, but also um, when we get into the division of credit thing and the extreme circumstances, I, I I've mentioned before, like. Jared Goff goes from Jeff Fisher to Sean McVay, and we're like, okay, how much credit does Goff get? And I think in Tua's case, he comes in in a terrible situation. They didn't even want to play him. They got a, they got Chan Gailey with a plan for Ryan Fitzpatrick. I mean, if you wanted to ruin Tua, they've had the plan to do it. Well, then almost overnight, it's a great scheme. And now you've got two of the best wide receivers in the league. I think what people see, they give two a full credit for the fact that when the play, when everything's on time, he throws as accurately as anybody in the league. He finds the right guy, throws it to him accurately, and accuracy is a huge part of playing the position. People also feel that when that was disrupted, and as that is likely to be more disrupted as people kind of catch up to what they're doing, uh, when you do throw him off, the timing, things fall apart to a degree that they should not. So he needs to stay on the field and be that effective over the course of a whole season. And there's no doubt he's moving up because he's already what he's kind of upper middle tier three right now. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think that I think he'll definitely move up. You round down or round up 25 mm-hmm. votes for tier one, 25 for tier two. Which one's he getting? Yeah, I t- to me that was Kirk Cousins, and so I if you're a two point five zero, I put you I round up into the into the one, but like a really hard one this year was like that was easy for Cousins twenty five and two and twenty five and three. You're a two point five. I'm going to put you in two. Brock Purdy was a three point five, but went into the top of tier four. My justification for that was the distribution of the votes was. One vote in tier two, 23 in tier three, and then 26, a majority in tier four. So I was like, all right, I'll put him at the top of tier four with the 26 votes in there. I've gotten a lot of kind of pushback on that. I mean, probably would have been easier with less explanation for me if I made him the last guy in tier three. But I think it's kind of a difference or a distinction without a difference or whatever whatever the saying is. I mean, he's he's right there, you know. I think the one that makes everyone scratch their head, I realize the physical tools. I realize the talent. He's got great flowing yeah. hair. He looks like he's an NFL quarterback. He looks like he's the greatest NFL quarterback of all time is Justin Herbert, though. He has not accomplished enough, hasn't even won a playoff game, and yet he is sitting there in Tier 1. So there's no doubt that he benefits from the eye test, right? Anyone 
and some of the voters say this, like when they see him play, they're impressed. I mean, he he really is impressive. Now, if I were to create a defense of him as a tier one quarterback, and he he slipped within tier one, but he held on. If you look at the last two years, the Chargers are ranked 28th in EPA on defense and special teams, and they have a 19 and 15 record. The four teams that rank below them are 51, 84, and 1. And when you look at the Chargers, you know it's not their defense that's carrying them. We know it's not the great scheming. They just fired their coordinator. We know it's not their amazing running game. Why are they 19 and 15 when all the other teams that are that bad on defense special teams suck? And you'd say it's probably because of Justin Herbert and some skill at the receiver position. All right, Mike, we appreciate it. Uh, senior NFL writer for The Athletic, uh, Tear Talk. A, a Listen, it's an article I've been waiting for my entire life. I had no idea you did nine more of these before this one. I wish I had known earlier. <laughs> hey, we're glad, you know, we're reaching them one at a time. So uh, we'll be back next year to do it. <laughs> All right, we appreciate your time, sir. Uh, thank you for, uh, for helping us get through August. Hey, thank you. Appreciate it, man. We'll see you. Okay. I'm tired of talking about the running back position, but the running back position is still in the news because I am told by Billy Gill and Mikey A during the break that Joe Mixon, (laughs) Joe Mixon is ruining it for all the other running backs. What is going on with Mixon, Billy? Well, he's not ruining it. He restructured his deal and he said that he was doing so because he has an opportunity to win a Super Bowl. So... Uh, he has now saved the Bengals $4.3 million against the cap this year in restructuring <laughs> his deal with a nearly $3 million decrease in cash value. Uh, right. Now, here's where things get dicey, right? Because this is going counter to what every other running back is trying to get done at this moment, right? Yeah. But How pissed is Eckler? There's no way that the running back so can pissed. be happy when this news comes out that Joe Mixon is taking a pay cut. Right? Right. Joe, if you haven't read the news, haven't been listening, hey, we're trying to get us more money, not less. What are you doing? (laughs) I get it, though. I mean, suppose the Bengals came to Joe Mixon and they're like, listen, either we're going to, you got to take a pay cut or we're going to cut you. And then Joe Mixon looks at all the other running backs that are still free agents and he's like, you know what? I think I would rather just stay here where I'm comfortable. It does make sense, though, because like you look at the people that are out there, like, Dalvin Cook seems to be just visiting teams to try to get the Dolphins to sign him, which is the craziest thing. He went on a media blitz in New York talking about how, oh, yeah, no, I love the Jets. But he left without signing a deal. So if you really loved it and they wanted you, you would have signed the deal. But he's really just trying to go, hey, Dolphins, I will sign with the Jets. I'll do it. They were they that day they were taking pictures of him walking through the facility like he I they may have handed him a playbook like it seemed like he was trying to make it seem like he was on the Jets and then didn't sign with the Jets. That's because he wants to be a Dolphin. Billy, the crowd was chanting sign the contract when Dalvin Cook was hanging around at training camp and he didn't sign the contract. Why? Because he wants to be a Dolphin and he's using the Jets as leverage to get himself uh, to Miami. I don't blame him, by the way, but the Dolphins also know they don't have to pay him that much. It's crazy. They're in a tough spot, man. How do you feel if you're Aaron Rodgers, who then takes like a thirty million or $35 million salary reduction, I think is what he took? Uh, thinking that they could get players like Dalvin Cook, and then you don't, and you just gave away $35 million. 
I think it depends on what else they do. I mean, Dalvin Cook is a big swing and miss, but is that going to be the only guy they bring in? I think Aaron Rodgers more wants it for wide receivers. Like, he knows once Brees Hall is healthy, they'll be fine at the running back position. He also knows the running back position is pretty interchangeable, which is why they can't get more money. And so they'll figure it out. But I think what Rodgers wants is linemen and wide receivers, eventually, with the money that he gave up. He's fine with it, Billy. Aaron Rodgers knows what he's doing. Listen, this is the most exciting season Mikey A and I have ever, like, the preseason part of it and we've had exciting preseasons before but I happen to think this Jet team and I'm tired of hearing Jet fans saying the worst is going to happen I think this Jet team at the very least they are this talented is going to make it to the AFC championship game I really truly believe that I do believe that so I think Aaron's fine like he gave up a certain amount of money and he trusts the Jets will use it wisely either this year or next year to get him more wide receivers and more offensive linemen tier one quarterback yeah, I, we have a tier true. one quarterback. I've never had a tier one quarterback. I mean, <laughs> most of my quarterbacks cause tears. I've never had a tier one quarterback, and Billy has a tier three, and he is pissed off about it. I mean, I mean that's Sando. You weren't hard enough on Sando. I got to be honest with you. I mean, uh, speaking of running backs, uh, Jonathan Taylor, what is going what on there? Because I that is a crazy situation in well, Indianapolis. Well, is crazy. <laughs> I mean,. Can I tell you something that came out late this week that may uh, make you guys laugh about this Jonathan Taylor situation? Sure. So Jonathan Taylor now wants a contract extension and he wants somewhere reportedly in the neighborhood of $16 million annually, which is up from, I believe, the 4.3 that he is going to be making. But it's uh, also it's also on par with what I think Christian McCaffrey is making, and he's every bit as good as McCaffrey, or at least he thinks he is. I, he had a bit of a down year last year, but yes, he has been a very productive running back, and he wants to get a contract extension, and he wants to get paid substantially more than what he's getting paid now, $16 million. Uh, Jim Ursay then invited him onto his private bus, and then they had a whole conversation, and then there was like, weird text that went out there basically saying no one's going to miss you if you're gone or something along those lines, right? Now, here's the fun fact uh, that has been reported today in an unrelated story involving Jim Mercy. Again, Jonathan Taylor would like to make $16 million annually to be running back for Jim Ursay's Indianapolis Colts, and he does not want to pay him that. And then they want to put him on a list that he can go on for being mm-hmm. injured outside of football activities where they may pay him zero dollars for this year, should they choose, because that's the way those rules work. If he gets put on that list, they can pay him whatever they want, and they might want to pay him zero dollars. Now, again, $16 million is what he wants. Jim Ursay doesn't want to pay him that. Jim Ursay is leading the movement to move Lolita the Killer Whale out of the Miami Seaquarium and to free Lolita somewhere near Seattle. And the cost of moving and freeing Lolita is $20 million. <laughs> so the owner of the Colts will maybe I mean, it's be it's his paying. money. He gets to spend it how he wants to, Billy. <laughs> that is basically what he said when asked about doing it. He's like, well, I have the money, so why not do it? Uh, so he may be spending $20 million to move a whale. And free a whale, but does not want to give Jonathan Taylor that money to run for his team. Can Lolita catch out of the backfield? That's my question. (laughs) He's doing that just to piss Jonathan Taylor off, is he not? Well, they're unrelated things. They're just both kind of happening at the same time, which is a little... (laughs) Really? It makes people wonder... "Ah." 
I mean, just hold up your middle finger. You don't need to move a whale. I mean, <laughs> that seems it's taking like a hard things a little thing. bit too far. That seems like a hard thing, right? right? Moving a whale across the country, like, like in the the like continent. Why it's twenty million dollars? I mean, it, it's there. It's basically as far as they can go. Like Miami to Seattle. That's a long flight. Like I don't want to be on that flight, and I'm not a whale. It seems like it'd be uncomfortable. It seems like that whale would be like the third highest paid player on the Colts. I mean, (laughs) it's it's unbelievable, man. So what do you, how do you feel about a private bus? By the way, it seems like a weird thing to have. Jim Irsay has a private bus. Did you say that before? Yeah, I think it's like an RV or something. It's like wrapped in like a Colt. Honestly, it seems like if you put the logo on it and you like, say this is like for company reasons, I'm assuming there's some sort of financial benefit to that than just saying i want an rv to drive around you know the country or meet in or whatever you know right i don't know what the running backs do because every time one of these guys go down they get replaced by someone and that someone has pretty much the same production so i don't i'm not certain what the solution is uh for the running back position and joe mixon taking less money is certainly not helping and jim ursay spending his money on moving a whale rather than maybe the best running back in the NFL certainly does not help matters. Well, the Colts backup running back, uh, I believe, broke his arm. And then I think I saw that the person with the third leading, and I could be getting this wrong and I don't remember the source, so I'm sorry. The third leading rusher in terms of yards on the Colts roster at this moment, I believe, was Gardner Minshew. So that's not the best situation headed into the season who's also a tier four quarterback did you see that I oh mean, really yeah. there he is <laughs> remember that time just... Minshew mania i remember si- yeah. i remember sitting at radio row and seeing oh stugatz you were there it was in miami when Minshew mania was going on and i think that yeah. he was there with snickers and he was going to go on golic and wingo and he had this giant, bedazzled Snickers chain that was like fake diamond encrusted yes. to promote Snickers. And we were getting ready to go on the air. And this is so bad. I probably shouldn't be saying this. We were getting ready to go on the air. And we were like in this secondary like broadcast station where we could like record podcasts or whatever. And Gardner Minshew was there and we broke like all protocol where like you go through the handlers and all this stuff because they're going on a media tour and they have a tight schedule but he was kind of just hanging out standing next to us so we asked Gardner directly because he was literally just standing waiting next to us hey you want to sit down with us for like five minutes while you wait just do a quick hit with us and then he like turned and said oh I can the Snickers people were like oh no I can't do or whatever and uh, Sugats and I and I don't remember which one of us said it turned to the other one and said no one's going to want to talk to him next year should have taken the interview which was not a nice thing to say but you know i think you said it to me just <laughs> we didn't but at the time though in fairness we didn't think he'd be the leading rusher for the indianapolis colts so it's a great point but <laughs> we may have played that wrong damn it <laughs> Uh, Billy, of those of the tier threes and tier fours, I'll ask both of you uh, because I am so happy that Mike Sando put this together and had no idea he's done nine before this one. Okay, but of the tier threes, tier fours, who do you think will be a tier one next year? Like, we'll make that big leap because I have my guy. I have a guy that I have my eye on. I feel like people will just say Trevor Lawrence, right? Uh, well, Trevor Lawrence is tier two. I'm talking about making the big leap from tier three, tier four, all the way up to 
to tier one because I think oh. that guy, at least for me, uh, I think that guy is Justin Fields. Like I feel uh, Justin Fields is going to have a monster season. I think the Bears are going to be very good, and I think Justin Fields next year will be a tier one quarterback according to the Mike Sandow. Hmm. Hmm. You guys don't like him? I think he'll be in the Lamar Jackson sort of category where it's they'll be like, oh, he's really good. He can carry a team, but can he do it with just his arm? Brock Purdy's in tier four right now. Like, what could he accomplish with the 49ers, you know? Well, if he has a good year, he'll move up. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Just because of the team that he's on, he may move up. I I don't think it's going to be Desmond Ritter. I'll tell you that. Derek Carr. Wow. Really? Why? Because I like Derek Carr. It'd be great. This would be so Jets if Jordan Love next year is in tier one and Rodgers is in tier four. That would be great. I just no. blasted Jet fans for being so And then you just did it. Like, worse than all of them. <laughs> Jordan Love. It. It's going to happen, though. A lot's changed over the years. One thing that hasn't, the great taste of Miller Lite. Another thing that hasn't changed is that it's less filling. So what is the best thing about the original light beer? Miller Lite sparked this debate in 1975 and we still haven't settled it. Oh, 1975, what a time. We're a couple years removed from landing on the moon. I bet in the next three to five years we're going to have someone on Mars. And what is this, a personal computer? Oh, this is so complicated. Thankfully, Miller Lite keeps it simple. Undebatable quality. Great taste, only 96 calories. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and is less filling. Tastes like Miller Time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com GBF. Or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. Fewer cows and carbs and premium regular beer. The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing. But you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour 3-Month Emergency Food Kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com